This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a minute. Hey, I'm ghosted. I run stress for lens. please. Hey, boo! It's me, the ghost of Christmas future, Roz Dresfeles. It's this is our our last show before Christmas, so I hope you're having a, a wonderful Honda Day season. Um, happy Honda Days to you and uh, and yours. And I want to talk before we get into this w- wonderful, hilarious episode with Zainab Johnson. Uh, I want to talk about. The tradition of ghost stories during Christmas time. Now you might be like, what the dickens are you talking about? Roz, ghost stories are for Halloween. See, that's what a lot of people think. But the truth is, it's actually an old tradition. I mean, we're talking Victorian, England, and even further back. And... I think we should bring it back. You know, I I think Christmas needs to be spooky again. Make Christmas spooky again. That's what I say. Now it goes it goes way back to uh you know the way that Christmas is nowadays and yes, I did I did do a little bit of googling about this. Um you know, the way it is in in U, the US and in Europe, it it came from the pagan 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 the my, that midwest accent coming out pagan 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 uh winter solstice celebration and uh the festival known as yule now of course charles dickens's christmas carol was you know featured the ghosts that that made it a real big thing in in that era, and then that inspired a lot of other writers like E. F. Benson, Elgeron Blackwood, and J. H. Riddle. Then later in the 1900s, with A. M. Burridge and M. R. James, lots of people with two first initials as their first name. Uh, they loved to write ghost stories about Christmas. And then, you know, a little bit later on, there was, like, if you think about the song, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, the, he even says in it, there'll be scary ghost stories and something and something. So he, he references the ghost stories at Christmas time. So I thought it would be fun if I read you just a couple of quick little ghost stories before we get into this episode. These came from Grace. And Grace, girl, you got ghosts. She's had she's one of those people that has just had many ghost experiences and she sent me a couple short little ones and I I thought they'd be cute to share with you. The first one she says is 
I worked for a small clothing company for a while. I remember the staff telling me how the place was haunted. Purses would be flung off the walls. They would lock up the store and displays would be changed the next morning. Typical ghost shenanigans. One day, we were talking about our experiences, and as soon as we finish telling the story, we look up and a shirt flies off the wall display on the hanger. It was so creepy. The ghost totally heard us gossiping about them. <laughs> so that's one story. Here's another one. My mom and I were driving on a road that we had been on a thousand times. There's a truck in front of us that looks like it has construction equipment in it. We were at a stoplight. Suddenly, a figure of a little girl peeks up from the back seat of the truck. I'm looking at her. She is white and slightly transparent. And as soon as the light turns green, she dissolves, similar to a fog clearing. I was so confused on what I had witnessed, and I say, um, Mom, did you see that? And she goes, Yes, the little girl. And she describes seeing the same vanishing figure. It was crazy. So thank you, Grace, for sending that in. And since this is the last episode before Christmas, I would just like to tell you about our live show, a perfect holiday gift for anyone that's into spooky, silly things. My guest for the live show will be former podcast guest and absolute favorite, Alessandra Torresani, because that girl's got more ghost stories, and the two of us are going to be gabbing on stage, and that will be at the Cavern Club Theater at uh, Casita del Campo in Silver Lake, Los Angeles, California, and it's on the 21st of January. You can get your tickets on the Cavern Club's website, which is cavernclub.com. Theater.com, or you can just go to the link in my Instagram at Ross Dressfiles, and I hope to see you there. All right, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by truly one of my favorite comedians and somebody that has some of the best energy I've ever encountered, Zainab Johnson. Hey, Ross, how are you? So good. <laughs> see, I feel... It's so interesting, and I'm not like, I'm not like trying to like hit on you or like you know like just kiss your ass or anything. But I feel like as long as I've known you, and you know, usually when I run into you, it's like at a comedy club. I always feel like you have the strongest positive energy. Like I really feel this. Like you are light. I think it's because comedy clubs make me happy. Really? But I feel there's so much darkness in them. (laughs) I think for me it's kinda like I don't know, for a couple of minutes I'm gonna be able to escape like real life. Mm. Don't get me wrong, out in the real world, I'm sure there's a bunch of people who have encountered me and have been like, Oh really? You think she's sweet? No, she was a (laughs) bitch to me. Can I curse? Of course. So and not not that I'm an intentional bitch like I'm not like a bitchy asshole, but I mean Sometimes I do have to assert myself. Yeah. And yeah, it's not it's not so much fun. The comedy club, I'm just gonna go and try and be funny. And you always have like great energy. I always I feel like I always walk in a show like midway when you're either doing a song or saying something funny. So it's like why wouldn't I have great energy after Oh interesting experiencing See, that. Well, I don't experience that from everyone <laughs> oh, in really? the audience or watching or anything. Yeah. But I think um 
Because when I started doing this podcast, I didn't know much about ghosts. Yeah. I just I love to talk about them. But I think a lot these days about the energy um, that people let out, you know, that that are emanating from them. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like it's really strong with whenever I see you, that it's like you're just positive energy. Uh, that makes me feel really good. My friend says that my friend claims, one of my closest friends claims that she has like these visions and these sort of like um, these dreams and all of that. And she told me from the moment she met me, whenever I walk in the room, she always see, sees an actual like the best way she can describe it is like a halo. Yeah, that's how they I feel about you. Floats around my my. I, I just feel head. an aura, like a real positive aura. That is so nice. Every time I feel like cursing somebody out, I'm going to keep that in mind. Think of me. <laughs> I will. Think of me in this gown that I'm wearing. How would you describe it, by the way? Okay, so number one, uh-huh. <laughs> Roz has everything covered and nothing covered. All at the same time. <laughs> so the gown is fantastic. The door is about 12 feet away and the gown, the train is still out the door. However, the split comes right above, right, right above the thigh, like right where you could just see a peak and you're wondering like, Mm, am I going to see panties? Am I? <laughs> are there panties? <laughs> Who knows? The shoulders are out. There's beads. There's crystals. And it's this wonderful blue color. But you know what? Usually blue would make me think like presidential first lady. Mm-hmm. But no, this blue is like very regal and sexy. Thank you. Like I'll do whatever, but you better fucking respect me. Thank you. Honestly, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. I wanted because you're always turning a look in one way or another, and I really—that's high praise. Thank you. Yeah, you well, you did it. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, well, I ran into you a couple of weeks ago, and every time, ever since I started doing this podcast, anytime I run into someone that I like, I'm like please tell me you have a ghost story because I really want you to be on my podcast. And you were like, this is exactly the conversation. You go, no. And I was like, I had a feeling. I was like, there's gotta be something in there. You've seen a, this, you've seen a ghost. I feel it. I'm feeling it. And you were like, well, what about a spirit? And I'm like, what do you mean? And you were like, you told me about this thing that you're about to tell me. Yeah. And I was like, Zainab, that's a ghost. That is a straight up uh, spooky ghost. So I guess I don't know the definition of a ghost. I don't either, but <laughs> whatever that is, we talk about it on this show. So um, I lived in North Hollywood like a couple of years ago. Me d- and- I did too. I must have me did too. Me did too. <laughs> and it was one of my favorite, not my favorite areas, but one of my favorite apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point when I used to sleep really peacefully in that apartment and then one day I started getting these my phone started ringing same time every what single time? night maybe like around a little bit after 2:30 in the morning you know that's the, the the witching hour that's when the shit goes down I had no idea yeah I had no idea I mean I had seen Six Sense like years ago and mm-hmm. I was just checking like is the room getting cold to like you yeah. know but I, I mean I didn't know I, I had just finished dating a guy so I thought maybe he was prank calling me because there would be no number attached it would just be like blocked caller blocked caller every night to the point that I turned my phone on silent I put my phone on vibrate you wouldn't then, pick it up no I, no I wouldn't pick, I wouldn't pick it up Mm-mm. Oh, I wonder what it would be yeah I like at first 
Okay, so at first I picked, I may have picked it up like two or three <laughs> times, um, but not at that hour. Okay. Not at so that So you were getting hour. other calls at, or at yeah, other times? Yeah, I was getting times. blocked calls at during, like during the day, and I would pick it up and like, so I, ju- I just thought that it was this guy who I had previously seen, and I just thought maybe he was like stalking, you know, just like upset. Had you blocked him? No. But maybe it was another number or something. Yeah, it was just like a blocked number. Like it came up as a private. Yeah, like unlisted. Yeah, yeah, unknown, un- yeah. whatever. Caller. Um, and then it it didn't even hit me when it when the calls first started coming through at like 2.30 in the morning. It didn't hit me that it was the same time until like multiple nights. The same. And then when I put my phone on vibrate and I was woken up out of my sleep with the phone on vibrate. But then what got so crazy is I put the phone on silent. But I still woke up every night at that time to those calls. (laughs) Now, wait, let me ask you something before we get into it too much. Are you somebody that growing up or, you know, were you, did you believe in ghosts? Did you think about ghosts? Was that like an option for you ever? I was, growing up, I was definitely afraid of ghosts. I was afraid of the dark. I still, to this day, am afraid of the dark. Same. Um, not not as bad. Like I could be in a room with a tiny bit of light and I feel okay. Mm-hmm. But pitch black, you'll ne- I'll never be comfortable in that space. Um, but when I was a kid, I was afraid of like witches more so than anything. But like real witches or like from fictional stories, like witches from like the Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I didn't or or any witch movie. Okay. I just but I didn't look at like a real woman and think like yeah she's evil she's a witch no <laughs> i was totally afraid that the characters would come to life Got right it. okay um and i used to have this dream that this witch would pose as my mom hmm. and i would have to choose every night which one was my real mom hmm. and every time i made a choice i woke up before i found out if it was the right choice <sighs> And then somehow I just grew out of that. Uh Like, I don't remember what stopped me from having those dreams, but I just stopped. Anyway, so, yes, I was afraid of ghosts, but I don't think that I thought I don't I I think I always saw ghosts as whatever was presented to me in movies and TV. Okay, so it wasn't something like that you thought was a real thing. No, no, not at all. Like, I didn't think that I could see a. Uh, I didn't think that ghosts were like in the ghost movie with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought ghosts were like monsters. Okay. Y- you know? Sure. Um. So. And they can be. I mean, from what I hear, the ghosts can be all different kinds of things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm waking up at 2.30 in the morning every day to this you know blocked caller blocked caller even when my phone was on silent to this day my phone is always on silent because because of this right because it disturbed my sleep so much so one day I wake up and instead of like looking for the phone like before I could even wake up and look for the phone the moment I open my eyes this small little brown man is just standing above me and the best way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the best way I can describe him is like, he looked like Gandhi. He looked like okay. Gandhi, but he didn't have the presence of Gandhi. If When I think of Gandhi, I would think that Gandhi is like a peaceful, uh-huh. nice person to encounter, right? Like you in a comedy club in the back of the room. Yeah. That's what I think of. Yeah, that no. peaceful energy. Yeah, no. This guy was just like 
standing over me. Just but when like, you say standing over you, like hovering like horizontally above you as you're laying no, down? or standing, standing by the bed, almost like how people stand by the bed in a hospital when they're like looking at, a, you know, like standing by the side of a relative that's laying okay. in a hospital bed. Sure. Just like standing over me, but staring not in a comforting way, not in a super aggressive way, just, just, you know, just there. Uh-huh. And that What was happened. he wearing? I can't remember. Okay. I can't I, well, remember. I mean, sometimes in those moments you don't, because I ask people this all the time, like, I want to know what this ghost looked like. But sometimes you, it's like you're not really like, oh, well, let me just take a moment to look down, okay, the shoes, the hat. Like, yeah, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that because it never lasted that long for me. Oh. Um, what do you mean? Like, would he dissolve? He... I don't know if he would dissolve or if I would readjust to see if I'm seeing what I'm actually seeing, meaning like sit up and then it would. And then now I'm in now I'm fully awake. So I don't see anything. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And but what I do remember is the strong color was brown. I think that's the reason why I'm describing him as like Gandhi, because when I just think of Gandhi, I think of brown. I think of like, you know, very like flowy clothing almost. And Uh that's kind of what. That's the image that I remember. Interesting. And the thing that the so this happened a couple of nights in a row. But then when it got a bit alarming to me was at some point during this, my younger sister and my nephew came to visit me and my nephew was sleeping on the couch and I lived in a loft space so I could see everything. If I'm sitting on the couch, I could see my bed and Uh vice versa. So in my bed, I could see my nephew sleeping on my couch. And so this time when I woke up at, at two something in the morning, the the guy, the brown Gandhi figure is standing over my nephew. Mm. And that that kind of bugged me out. And so at that point, I spoke to him, but he didn't speak back. I said, hey, because <laughs> like, you know how you can be scared of something, but the moment you have to like protect a child or protect somebody that can't fend for themselves. Yeah. It's like something immediately kicks in. Yeah. You know? Totally. And so I just said, hey, and then he disappeared. But wait, so in that circumstance, I mean, was that a kind of thing where you sat up and adjust, readjusted and he was gone? Yeah, like, it, I mean, it was all a split second. When I say he yeah. disappeared, like, I don't even remember him acknowledging me. Like, even when I said, hey... I don't he didn't turn and look at me. So you saw him like from the back? Like from the like from profile. Oh, interesting. He had like the back side. Uh-huh. Yeah. And but I knew it was the same per it was the same feeling, it was the same size. But were you like originally when he was visiting you, were you terrified or how was what were you feeling? Cuz you I was um I was uncomfortable. So I, w- I was so unco- I was too afraid to go back to sleep. That's why it was so bothersome, mm-hmm. because I felt like I was almost like suffering from insomnia. Because when once I would wake up at that time, now I'm too. I've seen what I've seen, so I I can't go back to. I don't trust going back to sleep. Sure. Because I'm like maybe he'll just go back. He'll just come back. Yeah, it's like that's what he wants is you to be sleeping so he can just stare at you. Yeah, yeah. And so a friend of mine, so so when that happened, I was like something has to change, right? Something has to stop. And I wasn't sure if it was me. Um, I remember the next night 
I slept in the place that I slept on the couch and gave my nephew and my sister the bed because I was like, well, let's see what happens if I sleep somewhere different. Did you tell them? I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. I'm going to, I know I didn't tell my nephew he was a baby. He was like two years, he was like uh, one or two years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember t- if I told my sister. I, I don't feel like I did because I feel like there's something she would be like, remember when that go? Like, you know, she would bring it up. Okay. Um, but I did tell my really close friend who was also my neighbor. And I was like, I'm losing sleep. Like, I'm so stressed. I'm uncomfortable. It's something, I don't know if it's me. Like, maybe I have this bad energy. I was like, or something is in my apartment. And I had these, like, really big windows in my apartment. I feel like this happens still to this day. I have these really big windows in my current apartment now. And I feel like every so often I'll look in the window and I'm not seeing what's outside. I'm seeing... I see someone's reflection mm. like in my apartment. Ooh. But but right now I feel like I'm in control of it. Now I just have the thought like get out of here and then it's just gone. Yeah. You know, totally. but I used to feel that way in the other apartment. So I wasn't sure if it was the 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 place or me, right? And so I decided to fast. And cuz I was like I need some sort of like clarity, right? And so I said, I'm going to fast for three days. I'm not going to do anything but drink water. If I need a bit of energy or something, I'll like drink some kombucha. Right. And so I'm just trying to like fast and meditate. And of the friend of mine who said I had the halo, I remember going to her house on the last day that I fasted and telling her about it. And I feel like she told me who it was. How does she know? Because she feels like she has like that sort of premonition stuff. Oh, that was that friend. Okay. Yeah, that friend. But I can't remember. No, she couldn't tell me who the person was, but she knew the call. She was like, the calls are not from a guy. They're from a woman. But the woman is attached to a guy that you like, like, like somebody's like, it's almost like a spirit for the woman. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she also told me that to sage my place. Sure. So I had never and my <clears throat> I don't even know if I heard of sage at that point. Yeah. Like or knew what sage was. And so my friend who was also my neighbor, which is a different woman, not the premonition dream seeing a halo over my head woman. She comes to my house that night and we open the door, we open the windows, and we light the sage, big thing of sage, and she sages my entire apartment, like the floor, all the way to all the doorways. And then finally, she goes to my front door, and as she's saging it, she just starts telling something, get out. Like, get out. I hate to say get out now because, like, the movie. <laughs> but she was like, get out. Like, but, but, like, really aggressively, like, you have to go. Yeah. You Sometimes have you to go. Sometimes you got to talk to him like that. And I sat on my bed as she was doing this. I felt so helpless. I felt kind of crazy. I felt really weak. And not physically weak, but, like, is this crazy? Like, you know, like, like oh my God, what is my life? You know, like that. Like I felt really like I had lost control. Uh-huh. Um, and she did that. We talked for a little while. 
And I remember sleeping like a damn baby that night. Wow. And it didn't, it never came back? Never came back. Interesting. Yeah, never came back. I want to know who this is and what the relationship is between, I mean, because it, it didn't happen. You had already been living there and it wasn't happening. Yeah. And then it all started. And then it just started happening. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Maybe somebody brought it in. Oh, yeah. Maybe someone had it attached to them. Yeah. Maybe that guy you were dating was like, he left it with you. Yeah. I I mean, I have no idea, but I know that it's really interesting because as much as I can't describe really to you, I can still see it right now. See the man? I can. Yeah, I can see me. Like, I feel like I'm in my bed right now and I'm looking up at him. You know, so, like I can. But tell me this. Something I'm always so curious about when people see ghosts. Could you? The first time you saw him, especially, did you think it was a human being, like yes, an actual I it was man? An actual human being. See, that would terrify me. Yeah, I thought it was an actual human being, but it 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 kind of like stops so fast, almost like he, he's there and then not there so fast that the moment you can get terrified, it's go- so you can't even. Pr- it's like oh. The- yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Totally. It's, it's like that. So. It's like one of those things. I think about, sometimes I'll watch like documentaries about um, the OJ trial or like, I don't know, some like some of these trials where people are being, they're on the stand and they're trying, they're being asked to describe the person that they saw. And it's like in normal life, you don't, you don't take in all these details yeah. necessarily when yeah. something happens so fast yeah. you know it's like it, it already happened by the time you know you would, would have been able to think about that kind of a thing yeah they you, they say they say that we tend to uh recall the memory we've created yeah i've you heard know? that um i don't know but i i can say this this is probably going to affect my sleep tonight no <laughs> it's okay but it's probably because I'm kind of like uneasy in that way. Although, so the place that I live in now that I've lived, this is the longest that I've ever lived in a place in one place in LA, this the mm-hmm. apartment that I'm in now. And I sleep so peacefully, right? Well, that's so, good. so, so peacefully. I don't care what's happening in the other rooms, you know, like the lights, like I have like one little night light in the hallway, but I'd be knocked out. Right. But every so often, I feel like I'm in a dream and somebody is like holding me down. And then I try to get up like like I try to get up, but I can't get up. It's like somebody's holding me down in real life. Well, see, that could be. Do you know about sleep paralysis? No, tell that's me That's something about we talk it. about a lot. I mean, that's like a scientific thing, but it it happens to people where you wake up. It's one of these things that I don't like to even talk about that much because apparently they say that the more you talk about it, the more likely it is to happen because mm-hmm. it's kind of like mental in, oh. like in a way. But it's basically like, what is it? You're... Um, brain wakes up but your body has not woken up yet Ah. and it happens to i mean 
it might happen to everybody at one point or another. Um, and it feels like your body is paralyzed, but yeah. you're fully awake. And yeah. a lot of people will report it feels like people are pushing, pushing someone's you pushing down. you down. Yeah. And people also can report seeing things. That's the part that scares me. So I was going to say that too. I always feel like there's somebody in the room with me. That's what they say. Yeah. People talk about yeah. it on this show all the time. Yeah. And there is science behind it, but. I mean, come on. That is also paranormal, in my opinion. Like, that's some ghosty shit. Yeah, I I, I do things now that get me out of it quicker. What do you do? Because I'm terrified of it happening. It's, it's, do you it, sleep on your back? That's my other question I always ask people. Do no. You, okay. I sleep on my stomach or my side. See, so do I. And I hear that it happens more when you sleep on your back. Oh. Yeah, no. I could, I could never sleep on my back. No. No, that's like a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, so when you were sleeping before when the guy would hover, so you would like you'd be on your stomach or your side? Yeah. And then I would be on my side. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. imagine all the times you were on your stomach and he was there. Don't tell you. Don't <laughs> he's gone now. Wherever he is, he's happy. Cause he's he out of there. It's not your yeah, problem anymore. He's not, he's not. You know, and it's it's really interesting because he didn't look. I think the reason why I didn't ju- like. Yes, I, at first I thought it was like an actual man, right? But not, I think that's why I keep saying Gandhi. It's just like that's not a threatening looking man to me. Yeah. Although I knew that I didn't feel comforted by the presence. Does that make sense? Sure. Well, here's how I feel as a person. If there's any man, I don't care if it's the most peaceful man in the world. If you're just standing in front of my bed when I did not invite you over. It's a problem. I'm terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we're about to fuck. I don't know. (laughs) I'm terrified. Yeah. If I didn't invite you over, I mean, if we're about to fuck, I don't think I gave you consent because I didn't tell you to come over. Exactly. So... Well, he lost your number, right? Because the, the number, well, whoever was calling you, or you said that that was attached to a woman spirit? Well, that's what my friend said. I don't know, but it, that all stopped. So interesting. That all stopped. I like the part about how you were waking up even though you couldn't hear your phone. I couldn't hear the phone, yeah. Yep. That's spooky to me. Yeah. That's why now, like, my phone is always on silent. So if I wake up in the middle of the night to a phone call, that's like spirit. That's like God wants me to get your phone call. Oh, totally. Because I'm, I don't, my, my phone is never on site, especially now. Like I work a lot, you know, I can't, I, I, at that time I was losing so much sleep, but it's fine. Cause I didn't have a job to go to. The stakes in my life weren't that high, mm-hmm. you know, but now it would be the little sleep that I get. It, it would be really bad if, if something was interrupting that over and over and over again. I really hope that you don't lose sleep because of this. Me too. You know, when I saw, um, I was in, I was <laughs> You just in, said that like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you better I, I not. Too. <laughs> um, I saw us, Oh yeah, and when I was in, I was in Vancouver earlier this year, and I I was fine in that apartment. I had to live in Vancouver for three and a half months to shoot something, mm-hmm. and um, I slept in that apartment like from the first night. Everything was good. Everything was good. I was able to turn out all the lights in the apartment too because I li- like lived in this like high rise, so all the lights of Vancouver just lit up the apartment, mm. right? So it was it was perfect. Then maybe like a month in. I saw us, could not sleep. I sleep with the lights on ever since I started this podcast. Really? Yes. 
I could not. I just knew <clears throat> Lupita was walking in the room. <laughs> when I, I saw that, when that trailer dropped, I was so excited about it because I loved um, Get Out so much. And I was sitting in my car and it was like 11 p.m. And I saw, I was like going through my phone and I saw that it had just dropped. I was like, I have to watch this. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even know what it was about. And I was just watching it and it was so fucking scary. I could not leave my car. Yeah. And I'm just in my car with windows all around me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, part of that is like our imagination. It shows you how strong the mind is, Mm -hmm. you know, like what we can can create. It's like, you know, when I was a kid, a a pile of clothes on the floor or a pillow misshaped would look, my imagination would make it so much, right? Mm -hmm. And I would run with that. Like, oh, my God, yeah, that's the blob coming to get me, right? (laughs) Um, now if like, let's say I have like a robe hanging on my door and I know that it's the robe when I turn my lights off and then I look at it and it's, it looks like something different. Like it looks like somebody's hanging on my door. I know my, I don't know. I think I've trained my mind enough now to like, that's the robe. And if you get up and like you, you idiot, that's the robe. But even after having an experience with like what I would consider a ghost. Yeah. You still can. You're still able to be like, it's not a ghost. It's a blob, or it's clothes, or whatever. Well, yeah, the the actual clothes because I do know that it's it's clothing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe my robe is going to come alive. <laughs> right. If my robe comes alive, I'm running out. Yo, uh, yo, I I still have a balcony. My apartment has a balcony, right? And they were doing construction in the building close to it. And one night I was just sitting on my couch with the balcony door open, eating an acai bowl. And a rat ran in my apartment from the balcony. Oh, no. The rat looked terrified. But what the rat didn't know was I'm more terrified of rats. Yeah. I threw up my acai bowl in the air. I did not have on shoes. I did was almost naked. I ran straight out the door, barefoot, down the stairs, out my building until until I saw security and I'm screaming like a mad woman. Security is like, and I'm, I mean, I look like somebody assaulted me. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, what happened? What? I was like, it's something in my apartment. They think it's a person in my apartment. I'm going crazy. And then when I finally calmed down, they were like, what, what is it? I was like, an animal, something in my apartment. They thinking it's a raccoon. It's, a, you know, a possum. I was like, a rat. They looked at me like a rat. Yeah, but rats have so many diseases that that's a Yo, genuine thing to be scared of. They're lucky I didn't move out the apartment. That's how much I don't mess with rodents. No. You know? Um, and so security came in my building and they got the rat out. But also, I left. I left my apartment for a month because I couldn't stay there because of the rat. Because not because, of course I didn't. So first of all, my my building manager they had to come in. They had to send everybody in to move all my furniture, refrigerator, washer and dryer to make sure there were no openings. Oh my god! That's how paranoid I was. They had to take pictures to show me there's no openings. That rat was just that rat came through the balcony. It's a freak it accident. left. It was a freak accident. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But I could. I left. That that night it happened. I grabbed my I grabbed what I could really quick, and I stayed out of my apartment for like a month. See, but why weren't you like that when there was a man next to your bed? I don't know. I think because I knew that that was spirit. Like ghosts are still spirit. It's still spirit, and I know that I I know that what I believe about spirits are. Sometimes 
they're lost. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. But ultimately, in this world, we still have the power. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't. Rats. Rats are very real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, I get that. Rats are just. I don't know. I don't know. That's a real thing. I grew up in New York City. I've in, I've, I've encountered rats more often than I than I would like to. So rats are very real and terrifying for me. That once. That that ghosty or whatever you want to call them, you know. Who knows what? I, like we'll never know. But I know that I know it's scary. It's it is it, it is scary when you think about it because you especially if it looks a little bit dark, you think that it's negative. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I don't I don't know who that I don't know who that was. But I also know that I. You know, like like you said, I have good energy. So I also do believe that I'm protected in the spirit world. I could see that. I do believe that. And so even when I get a little bit wonky, you know, I think and I think the more that I live and the more that I grow, I get even more comfortable with being protected in the spirit world. Yeah, totally. So now are you interested in having more ghosts or you no? Know? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what about uh, so you you're not going to go um on a ghost hunt with me? No. <laughs> no. You're not going to um see <clears throat> one thing that we talk about sometimes on this show is I'm obsessed with on eBay they sell like haunted dolls mm. and like haunted objects which like who knows if they really are mm-hmm. but they say it's haunted. Mm-hmm. Um if I bought one for you, you wouldn't accept the gift. Not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, I was actually right before I was talking to you tonight. I was on eBay and I was just looking. Like, I don't, don't even show it to me because I have one of those like memory. If you oh, show it to okay. me, I won't be able to get it. Don't even show it to me. Can I tell you like a description of one? No. <laughs> no, 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 not a not a visual description. Like what these what these people do is they'll tell you the backstory of the ghost that's attached to the doll. And they're just so they're basically like, if you buy this doll, this is who's coming with it. You want it? And people actually buy it like they like that. I guess. I don't oh, know. Okay, you can tell okay. me the backstory okay. to this doll. So this doll, which I won't describe what it looks like. <laughs> it says, this is Marie. She's no, it just says she's 16 years old and died from meningitis in the 1800s. She has told me that she's a very that she had a very good life before she got sick, and she really doesn't want to pass over till she finds her family. Oh, this is all sad. Marie does cry sometimes at night because she misses her family so much. She does move around the house in different rooms on her own free will. When Marie died, <laughs> she died at the hospital and in her bed instead of the hospital. She has told me her family owned a ranch with horses. She has mostly positive energy. I have only had her for a month or so, and I'm not sure of other things she may do. Please remember that she is being shipped, so she may be scared or shy when you receive her. And uh, don't give up on her. I will miss her and hope she finds a family who will treat her right. Then why is this person selling it? If they're... Whatever. Um, 
And then it says, it always says this, per eBay's rules and regulations, you are purchasing a physical DAO. No promises of the same experience or others happening. eBay forbids the sales of intangible items. You are only purchasing a DAO. So basically, you legally can't sell a spirit. Yeah, yeah, basically. You know, I don't. I don't quite as much as that stuff does scare me, like the thought of it. And I don't have like dolls in my house and st- like like inanimate objects that take on the, the, the look of a human or an animal mm-hmm. or something. Like that. I, I've never even as a kid, I never did that, like played with dolls and stuff like that. But um, I would literally have to see a doll walk across the the room. <laughs> And if a doll walked across the room, the doll could have the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's no longer my room. I'm done. You'll never see me in that room again. Or that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't. Well, I'm just saying, if, if, you know, it's the holiday season, if you would like um, no. a present, I'd no. be happy to, to get you Marie. No. The 16-year-old that died of meningitis. It, they always make the doll. They, see, that's like scary. But then if you think about something like, remember Ted? Oh, yeah. yeah the teddy like bear. The, yeah, that's like a teddy. That's like a fun teddy bear. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a, what what would you describe Ted? Like a, just like a 30-year-old douche that... No, that's a ghost. <laughs> that's exactly. a ghost inside of a teddy bear. Exactly, but a fun ghost. A, a fun really ghost. fun, irresponsible ghost. See, so ghost. You, would you be open to a fun ghost? No, I just like, if you got human qualities, I want you to look like a human. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want you to just be a human. But what about people that say like, oh, my dog is just like, you know, a human. I don't. That's their life. Like, I don't have I don't have that. I don't know that. (laughs) You know, I was saying on stage one night, I was like, after I killed this fly, I had killed this fly. And Mm. I felt bad after I killed the fly. Like, dang, what if the fly was just like playing you know like having fun and then i was like or what if the fly and then the other fly that was with it because i don't know for some reason i just made them a, a, a duo i was like it started buzzing like really loud and i was like what if it's trying to tell me something and i was like i feel so bad like if anybody was sent back you know as another creature to tell me something like if you get sent back it's like a, a, a insect or mm-hmm. a rodent i'm never gonna get the message exactly so i just that could have been someone that was like Girl, don't do this or do that I or know. whatever. Well, I said that to the fly. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you want? I said, I was like, you tell me. You got two seconds or I'm swatting like, your ass. Me now. See, the rat might have been no. somebody trying to give you but a message. But that's what I'm saying. I'll never know. I'll never know. You won't. I'll never know. Well, do you want to listen to some ghost voices? Oh God! Sure. Is this going to keep you up at night? Be it honest is, with me. But yeah, don't. I don't want to do that. Don't. Put I don't that know on if me. it is, but you know what? I have a late night spot tonight, so it, it there'll, there'll be like a good amount of time in between. Where are you us doing the spot at? The improv. The improv is haunted. You was going to tell me the comedy store? Well, because that one is haunted. Yeah. The improv. There's been stories, but I think I have a pretty good grasp of what what's haunted or not, and yeah. I don't I don't know. The improv you know where is fine. You know where I think it's haunted at the improv is the upstairs in the bar. Do you ever yeah. go up there? Rarely, but I always. I feel, feel like a everyone's very strange. rarely up there. But I yeah. I think that the little side room up there is there's. I had a feeling up there one time. Ah, uh, but yeah, whenever I'm like backstage in like the main room, or sometimes if you've ever had to go like up, like almost where the um. Like a like upstairs in the comedy, so not where the belly room is, but 
there's an area where the offices are and stuff. Not or, just with not, but have you ever tried to get up into the like um sound booth no. in the main room? Oh, that that is spooky as fuck up there. Well, you know it is confirmed haunted. Is it? Oh my god, it's super famously haunted. Oh wow, who's there? Oh my gosh, it's like old mafia ghosts. It used ah! to be like a mafia run place. But that's great. They don't care. They just there. Well, they don't. We, they're not trying to bother nobody. Justin Martindale came on here, and he has some spooky, spooky story. A lot of comics have ghost stories really? there. Yeah. Next time you're there, if you want to stay up all night, ask around and be like, "Is this place haunted?" And people will tell you. I mean, I know, I know, I've heard that a lot. I used to like do a lot of shows at the comedy store, but I mean, I don't want to know. I yeah. like, I like being oblivious to ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I don't. Mm. Okay, let's listen to ghost voices. Okay, okay, it is time for EVPs or EV please. Do you know what an EVP is? No. Okay. It's electronic voice phenomenon. Okay. So it's like when in like ghost hunting, people record ghosts. Like they just hold out a recorder and ask questions. And then sometimes they hear, a, sometimes it's like, and then they think the ghost is saying like, oh, the ghost is mad at me. Or like, I don't know. Like they, it's yeah, up to the ghost like hunter. Yeah, but it's like we can't hear it without with our uh, ear they have to kind of turn the sometimes, oh, sometimes sometimes they're crystal clear oh wow okay but it's up to the ghost hunter to determine what they believe the ghost is saying okay gotcha. so I like to go to YouTube I like to find EVPs and I like to have my guests my guests guess what they think the ghost hunter thinks this ghost is saying okay okay mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it's an EVP and sometimes it's an EV police and what's the EV please? Like more it's, it's like please. That's not that's no, it's not. Okay. 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 Here's the first one. Now this is from East Coast Paranormal uh is the name of the YouTube channel. And it's from the haunted Hinsdale house in New in Hinsdale, New York. You ever been to Hinsdale? No. I haven't either. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but it this place is spooky. Okay. It is like a very famous haunted house that is now a place that some guy that's really into paranormal investigating or girl or I'm not sure who who it is but I know a famous like a paranormal investigator owns this place and now people can like pay to go and like go ghost hunting mm-hmm. but wait 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 I also found this article I'll just read you real quick um okay it's called the Hinsdale house this is I found this article on weekinweird.com and okay so in the early 70s the Dandy family moved into this the century old farmhouse thinking that they finally finally found their dream home in the country but they would soon discover that the truth was far more terrifying within days they began to experience strange paranormal activity that only continued to grow worse as time went on wait is this going to keep you up at mm-hmm. night go ahead okay most often the phenomenon the phenomena would manifest in the form of mysterious of mysterious phone calls oh Oh, shit. Sorry. And poltergeist activities. Sometimes, and at any point, if this is too much, tap out. Okay, okay. let me know. Um, sometimes the family would even hear chanting emanating from the nearby woods. After chalking the strange activity up to overactive imaginations, 
The Dandy family then began seeing full-body apparitions of a woman in white, bizarre animal-human hybrids, even what they believed could be demonic non-human entities. One of the more frightening stories the family would go on to tell was of a night when they noticed a group of strange faces staring into their windows. However, Mr. Dandy ran outside to chase away the trespassers, The faces reversed and were then peering back at him from inside the house. Ooh, that sounds like us. Yeah. It was at this point that the hauntings began to turn violent. Objects began levitating around the house. And at one point, a lamp from the living room threw itself at one of the dandy daughters. The last straw came when Mr. Dandy experienced a state of amnesia. Amnesia. Unable to remember one of the most frightening incidents. So anyway, it goes on. It's a great read. But they talk about how they had a priest come. And apparently the place is still haunted. And some lady um, whose name is Clara Miller, she wrote a book in the year 2000 called Echoes of a Haunting, which was about her time when she lived there in the 70s. And it has now been seen on the TV show A Haunting and Paranormal Lockdown and... They got ghosts, Mm. is basically what I'm saying. Mm. Okay, so let's hear the first voice. Tell me what you think it says. Okay, so first the paranormal investigator goes, do you remember us from last time? And then this is what the the voice says. Okay, so there's a lot of like background noise, but it's a whisper. Can you hear anything? No, 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 no. Okay, is it A? No, we don't. B. Doritos. <laughs> C. Who are you? Or D. Just not really anything. Let's try it. It's no, we don't, huh? <laughs> you didn't let me answer. Well, you said no, no, no. It was not Doritos. So I, I definitely didn't think it was Doritos. Um, I would say that it was no we don't but like it could be no we don't or it could be nothing it could be yeah i don't know because he said do you remember us and they go i don't know you they said no we don't yeah i mean that sounds that definitely sounds like somebody could be like scream whispering scream whispering yeah i mean you know like 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 yeah yeah it could be okay i have another one okay it's from the same investigation and what is it saying Mm. can i hear it again (laughs) i don't know why i feel like they they about to make a song (laughs) they're about to (laughs) what I mean, if you hear it like a couple, like a couple of times with a beat underneath, yeah, it's almost yeah. like a beatbox. Yeah. <laughs> what do they say? What do you think they're saying? Well, I'll give you some options. Okay. Is it A? Okay. B. I'm dead. C. You're a bitch. <laughs> or D. Fine, I'll text you. Fine, I'll text you. <laughs> it Fine, actually sounds I'll text like you. it actually sounds like I'm okay, but but only because you put it in my mind before you said those things, right. I couldn't even make out. But you know what they think it says? They think it says I'm dead. 
But why would a ghost say that? I don't know. Maybe they're realizing that they're not alive anymore. I don't know. Who knows? It's all just, you know, <laughs> it's up I mean, to unless, open to interpretation. Unless there's a missing child, a missing person. I don't know why I said child. A missing person. And that ghost is trying to say. Um, stop looking for me. I'm dead. Or or not stop looking for me. I'm dead. But let, you know, let somebody know who is looking for me that I'm dead. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like I'm dead. I'm yeah. not alive in the world, you know. Right. I don't know. Do you ever go to psychics or have you been to one? I have. Yes, I've been to psychics and readers are the same thing. Well, I mean, there's different things. I mean, there's like, like clairvoyance. There's yeah, ter- there's tarot cards. There's psychic mediums. There's I mean, yeah. Have you you been to people that do that have those abilities? Yeah. Funny enough, my friend actually got me um, uh, a gift for my birthday. Of a, of a psychic reading, mm-hmm. um, I told her she didn't have to give me anything. So I understand how that is the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <you. laughs> so a little shady. <laughs> um, uh, and she, everything she said was not correct. Really, I, I got to ask her direct questions, and she gave me answers and none of them were correct i mean things as simple as is this show going to get picked up i had shot well at that time i had shot a bunch of pilots and it was one that i really liked and so i specified the the sh- and i was like is this gonna and she was like absolutely it's most certainly gonna no, nothing nothing but every question i'm just giving you an example of one question uh-huh. but i asked like really simple tangible you know <laughs> nothing no, absolutely nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing oh well it's a mm-hmm. good um i think that there there are a lot of people that have realized like it's a great way to get money out of people yeah this this i went on a date with this this guy i was dating for a little while he our second date he took me to a psychic like you know one of those psychics where you drive by and they have like yeah. a house and it's like come in for a psychic reading yeah like a storefront psychic exactly yeah. exactly and so we went to one we actually went to one right on Coing- on Barham okay yeah when you get off the 101 uh-huh um on off, on Barham you like make a right off the 101 going north or west whatever um and she saw us separately like one of us sat on the couch in the living room and the other one just went back into like a private room with her. Um, and we each had readings. And I remember when she first, when I first walked in, we sat down and she took like, you know, just like a quick second. And she was like, this is just for fun. Right. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, you and him. This is just, that's just for fun. Right. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, this, that's just for fun. You, that's not, she you don't like that's not gonna work out. Yeah. She said, that's not, you're not serious about this. And I, 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 when, when I, if ever I talk to psychics, I never want to give them any indication that they, you know, I'm just like, yeah, you tell me. Yeah, that's how you find <laughs> out. Yeah, no, you I'm... know. Um, and so then she was like, yeah, no. She said, I mean, enjoy, enjoy yourself, but I mean, come on, let's be for real. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if she was like insulting him or if it was something that she knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, I. Well, listen, I know good psychics if you ever want to go to one. Okay. I know one. I know a few that uh, have been very accurate. So can I be really honest with you? Yeah. So 
I think that in this one psychic, one psychic that the one reading that I had from her, at the two major things that I remember she said, the three major things, they were all right. Oh, wow. Okay. So she said, she said that this, she picked up on the same thing that my friend. Um, your halo? Yeah. She said, but she said, it's actually your, she said, it's actually a female relative. She was like, I believe that it's your grandmother. And I think that she's just, she's always watching over you. She's always protecting you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, okay. And one of my grandmothers is dead and she, I really liked her. Um, and she told me something about the guy that I was seeing, my boyfriend at the time, that was so accurate. It all came through true. And she told me something about a project that I was working on, and it all exactly happened as she said it, right? But the thing about what she said is, right when I sat down in her chair, because I'm not really comfortable with them, I always say like a prayer first, right? And so she said but I don't say I don't do a prayer like they can see me do a prayer but I know what I'm doing yeah right like the moment you and I start talking about ghost stuff I just start praying in my head seriously but you don't know you have no idea that I'm doing it right yeah yeah so she says to me before she starts she was like she was like I'm I'm gonna talk to you and I'll reach she was like but you don't really need me to do it she was like you all you have your own connection and 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 I didn't say anything right like I didn't confirm or deny it because I don't feel like I'm a psychic or a reader, but I trust myself more than I trust anything, any person that has a connection to the spirit world or has a third eye. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So I'm like, well, I could like, well, if if it's about having spiritual guides, you know, guides. I feel like I can consult them myself. Totally. I always feel like we all have really strong intuitions. It's just a matter of listening to it. A yeah. lot of people don't want to. Yeah. They, they're too afraid. They want to, something else look shiny. It's like with dating where you're like, this guy is so cute, but he's like got a drug problem. But he's so cute. And it's yeah. like, you know you're not supposed to be with him yeah. or whatever. You know, and you know, if you have those feelings, but you're just, you keep telling yourself, yeah, but like it might, this might be great or whatever. It's like, no, listen to yourself. Yeah. I think that I think I agree with you, but I, I think that also too a lot of people need confirmation. They do. They need someone else to um solidify, you know, like like make them feel like what they're thinking or believing is true. Like that's what makes it true if somebody else is also saying it. But you that's know? what I love a psychic for is when I'm on the fence about something. Like, I really like my intuition is telling me I should not take this job or whatever. But everyone else is telling me I should. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go to psychic and see what they have to say. To me, that's like flipping a coin. If it's like if it's a psychic I trust and I'm like, if they say I should do it, then I'm going to do it. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. So and I I get it because my friend who bought me the the um, the bad psychic, she is the same way. She really, really has strong intuition but it, she's also very indecisive. And I think it's because she doesn't trust herself. But me, it's really interesting. And this may be very narcissistic of me, but I trust myself more than I trust anybody else. So I think the difference is like when I decide to do something, the next step in the decision is being okay with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for most people, as much as you 
want to decide the only way you can be okay with it is if somebody else comes and confirms it yeah you get what i'm saying definitely but me i don't i don't really need that because i'm already once i make the decision i've already decided i'm okay with this so of course it's the right decision yeah whatever happens because i've already accepted it yeah I feel that way. Do you ever feel that way sometimes? Like if you've committed to doing like a stand up set or something and then you get there or like it's about time and you're like, I don't feel like doing it. But you're like, I have to like I have to do it. And either I'm going to hate it or I'm going to love it. But I'm I made the decision and now it's up to me to do it. Yeah. Sometimes I get to shows and I'm like, why did I? Oh, my God, it's going to be. I just need to hurry up, do it and get out of here. And it'll be like the best show. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And then sometimes I have high expectations like, ooh, this is the show. And I'm like, ugh. See, and that's that. But that is the energy, too, that you're giving off. You know, people sometimes they relate to that in a funny way where they're like, maybe this person seems over it, but it's like so funny. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Are you a religious person? Yeah. What kind of religion? Muslim. Muslim. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is what do Muslim people believe in, like the spirit realm and ghosts? And like, is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know about I don't don't know know. that much. I don't know. Well, let's... but I know whenever I have a bad dream, my mom used to always tell me <laughs> to. What is she? Did she tell me to throw something over my left shoulder or something like that? But I remember it's a certain prayer in Arabic that my mom always tell would tell me to recite. She no, she wouldn't tell me to throw something. She would tell me to look over at my left, sh- look over my left shoulder. And recite Al Fatiha, which is the first surah of the Quran. It's like the uh, verses in the Quran. In mm-hmm. the Quran, um, and now that I'm thinking about, like at the time, I would just do what she's saying. But now that I'm like explaining it to you, it makes sense. So when Muslims pray at the end of our prayer, we uh, say something to both our shoulders like both are you like this is good the over the right shoulder is good and over the left shoulder are is anything bad but you give it equal salutate equal prayer you get what i'm saying Mm, like and so if she's telling me when i'm having a bad dream to do it to my left over my left shoulder that means i'm speaking directly i'm speaking the prayer directly to that bad energy or bad spirit or Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about that religion at all. Yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah, so. Well, tell people what you got going on, where we can find <laughs> you. I know that you just got like a bunch of new fans. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, You guys can, I'm on social media, um, Zainab Johnson on, I mostly do Twitter and Instagram. So Zainab Johnson, Z-A-I-N-A-B Johnson. Um, My website is ZainabJohnson.com. I have a bunch of fun stuff coming out in the new year. So if you guys keep up with me on social media, you'll find out about all that stuff. And I have my own podcast that you guys can check out. It's called Honest Tea with Z-H-O-N-E-S-T-E-A. One word, like the drink, with Z. It's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, just everywhere you can get podcasts. So, yeah, check me out. Oh, that was Zainab Johnson. She's amazing, and I hope that you can check her out because her stand-up is just truly incredible. I love Zainab so much. So thank you guys for listening, and... I really hope you have a wonderful end of this year. I hope you had a wonderful 
Christmas if you celebrate that. We still have one more episode left for this year, and we're on to the next year. And pretty soon we'll be hitting our one-year anniversary of this show. I can't even believe it. So I thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow me on Instagram at RossDressFeles. Rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can do that. And give us a review, especially if you have a ghost story. Or you can write it in the Facebook group, which is called Ghosted by Roz Dressfeles. If you're also looking for another holiday gift for someone, I'm on Cameo. You can find me at Roz Dresfeles on there. Please buy tickets to the live show happening the 21st of January at Cavern Club Theater at Casita del Campo in Los Angeles, California. Oh, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.